You're listening to the Wellness Game Podcast. I'm Stephanie Game. I'm a holistic health practitioner who's been through chronic illness myself. I consider wellness to be a combination of foundational practices, detox, and rebuilding health. But there's always many moving parts to health in general. So a sense of curiosity and lightness definitely helps. Welcome to the Wellness Game. So we're talking about foundations for health here on the Wellness Game podcast. If you caught our previous episode about nutrition, the D for dress that I love to talk about with foundations stands for diet or nutrition. Um, But today we're going to talk about the R, which is for rest or sleep and recovery, kind of all those things in that category. So just to give some basics about the benefits of sleep which I've, I, who doesn't love sleep? Sleep's amazing. I don't feel like I have to sell anybody on <laughs> how to get more sleep. But talking about sleep, this is a building up process in the body. We have this human growth hormone. It's one of the many hormones involved in sleep that helps to repair organs and tissues. Our immune system is activated to heal when we sleep, which is you know why you sleep so much when you're sick. Our memory and our learning is solidified. Our brain pathways make connections. And believe it or not, the brain actually has a detoxification system called the glymphatic system. If you've ever heard of the lymphatic system, this is kind of similar, but it is the brain's own glymphatic system that helps it to detox. So you really need sleep to be able to access some of those healing benefits, um, So eight hours of sleep a night, that helps us with mental clarity, also helps our moods, ability to handle stress and emotions. You know, think about if you don't get enough sleep, how moody and grumpy you are. Um, It helps our energy, can help with digestion, uh, athletic performance, immune function. It's just such a huge pillar of health. And I think a lot of us just take it for granted. Um, If you have dealt with insomnia for any stretch of time, or maybe you are a new mom or you're recently in charge of a newborn, you may have forgotten how vital sleep is to feel healthy unless you've been in those categories. So yes, we all know it's really important, but we're going to kind of chat a little bit about the science of it today. So I hope this is interesting to you. (laughs) Hope it doesn't put you to sleep, pun intended. Um, So let's talk about some of the sleep stages. We've heard about rapid eye movement, non-rapid eye movement. There's all these different stages that are really important and we need. And if we don't get enough sleep, the body actually does accumulate a sleep debt. And this can be seen in teenagers, you know, when they stay up super late and are exhausted and tired, and then they're almost just like falling asleep at school or just so exhausted. Your body does keep track of the missing sleep and it does accumulate a sleep debt. So We've got to kind of pay that back. We've got to be able to get our body what it needs or the body will keep track. Um, Another thing to kind of think about in terms of sleep is the circadian rhythm. So, you know, the circadian rhythm, like when the sun rises is when we're supposed to wake up and when it goes down is when we're supposed to ramp down and kind of go to sleep for the day. And something that the circadian rhythm does for us is it actually helps our hormonal cycles and our body temperature, and our blood sugar, and just some really basic metabolic functions. Um, 
so many important things are set by the circadian system, your melatonin hormone, your cortisol, your human growth hormone, your thyroid stimulating hormone, all these different things. So this is why I tell almost every single client that I have, look at sunlight the first thing in the morning. Don't go stare at the sun, but, you know, walk into your back patio, your backyard, whatever, and just let some of the morning sun hit your eyes. You know, have a sip of coffee. You can stand barefoot in the grass and kind of get some of that, you know, energetic grounding happening. That morning sun is going to help to set your circadian rhythm for the day. There's a specific wavelength in that morning sun that just sets the stage. It will actually help you sleep better at night. So this brings us to kind of talking about sleep hygiene because, again, (laughs) we want that morning sunlight to signal our brain that, hey, the day is starting and it's going to be about 12-ish hours before we're going to ramp down. So um, at night, your sleep hygiene, you need to be thinking about the opposite. So blue light, which is light from your phone, your screens. Um, It can even be fluorescent light bulbs in your house. Those are going to actually interfere with your sleep. So we want to lower those and only have kind of more of those red wavelengths of light in the house. Um, You can buy those crazy looking but very effective blue light blockers. They're almost like the orange plastic glass glasses that um, help to block out those blue lights so that you're not getting the blue light that stimulates your brain to be awake, you're getting kind of that calming red light that is telling your brain, hey, it's time to go to sleep soon. Another supportive thing you can do for sleep hygiene is to keep your blood sugar stable through the day. And we talked about that in the last episode, you know, making sure you have um, a good protein, a good carb, a good fat with each meal and snack you eat throughout the day. If you're somebody who wakes in the night, you know, kind of that 3 a.m. window, which is just the most common. That's like the most common time. Somebody will sit up in bed, look at their clock, and it usually says three something in the morning. That's typically because your liver is working hard and doing its detox work at that kind of window in the night. And if you wake, often that can be your liver signaling that it doesn't have enough glucose to do its job. So your blood sugar dipped a little too low your liver didn't have the glucose it needed to detox and do its work, so it woke you up. This is where the conversation of the midnight snack (laughs) comes in. Uh, I think a lot of us think, oh no, we're supposed to be fasting and not eating late at night. But if you're having trouble sleeping through the night and you're waking at that 3 a.m. window, this is where I think it's a good idea to kind of play with that. Have yourself a little snack that is very balanced. And I mean tiny snack. I don't mean like a meal, but this can be, you know, an apple and maybe a spoonful of peanut butter with your apple and a mug of bone broth for a little bit of protein and see how you do right before you go to bed. Not literally midnight, but, you know, before you go to bed and see if that will help you sleep through the night. I've heard amazing stories. I even experimented with one of my kids doing that too, Um, although we did the date that had peanut butter and a little bit of salt for minerals and then um, a bite of um, lunch meat, which was just the protein that she needed. And that really helped. So experiment with that. If you're waking at that 3 a.m. window, that can really be helpful. Um, A few other things 
parasites can wake us in the night. And we will discuss parasites at length here. You're going to get so tired of hearing me talk about parasites, but um, working on parasite cleansing can actually help us sleep because believe it or not, those things are nocturnal and they will wake you up. EMF mitigating is important for sleeping through the night. And this can be something as easy as just turning off your Wi-Fi router while you sleep. Um, This can mean just putting your phone on its charger in another room or just across the room, not just right next to your head. That can actually um, disrupt sleep if you have all those electronics literally by your brain. And there's also things like alcohol, sleeping pills, and some medication that actually can suppress our REM cycle sleep. Um, so they're not they're not as helpful as we think they are. I know a lot of people think, oh, a glass of wine before I go to bed, that's going to chill me out. I'm going to sleep better. And it might help you fall asleep, but it's actually going to make you more wakeful as the night goes on. So um, alcohol is not really a great sleep aid. So caffeine. This is where I jump in and talk about caffeine. I am a huge coffee lover. You know I drink King Coffee. I talk about it all the time. But timing your coffee intake is a big part of protecting your sleep. Some studies say don't have any caffeine any later than noon. Some health practitioners will advise you to ditch all caffeine just altogether. But I'm not that person. (laughs) I do drink King Coffee because it does have that medicinal reishi spore that helps to modulate the effects of the caffeine. But caffeine in general, even King Coffee, I personally I don't drink past 3 p.m. because I want to be able to sleep well. So if you, even things like green tea, even things like super dark chocolate, those are not going to be great late in the day. They're going to mess up your sleep as you go. So find out, find your little window. You know, maybe it's noon for you. Maybe it's 3 p.m. for you. Maybe it's 4 p.m. for you. We all are bio-individual, but find kind of your cutoff time and really try to honor that and stick to that so that you get good sleep throughout the night because caffeine really does affect sleep. We're also going to give a shout out to exercise, which we'll talk about in our next episode. But exercising early in the day actually helps improve our sleep quality. Yes, it can make you more tired, but it actually helps the deepness and quality of your sleep to improve. So if you're an insomniac or someone who struggles with that and you're not in the exercise train, this is just a good time to start thinking about adding that in. So while I'm sitting here chatting with you, I'm almost always sipping my King Coffee. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about it many times. This is organic, mold-free, pesticide-free coffee that has a therapeutic dose of reishi mushroom spores. So there's over 3,000 medical studies done on reishi and it's incredible healing benefits like immune support, anxiety, mood support, blood sugar balancing, hormones. Um, It can help leaky gut, it can help protect from EMFs, fight bacteria, pathogens, even candida. So there's just so many good things about this mushroom. And I choose to drink King Coffee because it's the only mushroom coffee that has the reishi spores which are 80 times more potent than just the reishi mushroom body. 
I also like this coffee because it tastes like actual coffee. It's not like a mushroom soup flavor like other brands that I've tried before. So I love it. So delicious and has been so helpful on my own personal healing journey. If you'd like to learn more or order some for yourself, go to the wellness game, gahm.com forward slash King coffee. Let's talk about um, quantity of sleep. We were talking about quality. Now let's talk about quantity. So we're aiming for about seven to eight hours a night. That's just for adults. That's kind of the best quantity that we need to be able to operate and function well. And it's best to get the same sleep and waking time. So this is where I tell my clients, you have to make yourself an an adult bedtime. You need to put yourself to bed and wake yourself, you know, just like you have an alarm to wake you up in the morning, set yourself an alarm or set yourself some time that you are going to put yourself to sleep and go to bed. The body likes patterns and rhythm and same. So that is going to be helpful for you. I do like the idea of making yourself a bedtime routine. So you can include calming things that get your body to relax and get your brain to just kind of recognize the pattern that, okay, we are ramping down for the day. It is time to rest. It is time to sleep. So this can be something like, um, you know, a warm bath if you're a bath person or, you know, a five or 10 minute meditation in a meditation app. I really like Insight Timer. They're free. They have a zillion free meditations and um, even breath work. I love doing breath work to calm and kind of tell your body to ramp back down into the parasympathetic phase of rest and digest. You can use calming essential oils getting your body, getting your brain to recognize that, okay, we are slowing down for the night. We are calming down. It's, it's signaling you that it's time to go to sleep soon. Now I, I hesitate to tell people this, but there are studies that show us that aiming to go to sleep by 10 PM gives us the best quality of sleep. And I know nobody likes to hear that, but it's, I mean, research has just proven it. Each hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. I, it just like, let that sink in. That's, that's so powerful uh, for the argument of early bedtime. But this is when that um, HPA access, your um, hypothalamus, pituitary adrenal axis. It's in charge of hormones and stress hormones. That's when it's recharging. It is recharging between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So yes, you don't be staying up till 2 a.m. in the morning. People who say, oh, I'm a night owl. I just do my best work then. I don't know what to tell you because this is what science has shown is pretty universal. It doesn't matter if you're a night owl or not. The quality of your sleep is better if it's before that 2 a.m. kind of window. So if you can try to make sure you get at least a majority of that 10 to 2 window, you're going to have such better sleep. It's it's just it's just going to really work on improving your health. Okay, let's talk about mouth taping. <laughs> I love to talk about mouth taping. If you snore or struggle with 
any kind of like restricted airways, that is a rabbit hole to go down that is so fascinating. So snoring is actually choking in your sleep. It is not a cute little just quirk that you have or maybe your significant other has. It is actually really bad for you. You're, that's It's your body not getting enough oxygen. And so you're compensating by kind of giving a, a choke. Your, your mouth is relaxing too much. Your tongue may be falling into your airway. Maybe you have really swollen tonsils. I don't know. It can kind of vary. But looking into why are you snoring, what's going on with your airways is really important to sleep. If you have tried any kind of sleep tracker, and I know there's so many different free apps out there, but also looking at like a Whoop or an Aura Ring, if you want to get super fancy, these all can help us track our sleep and see what kind of sleep disturbances are happening in the night. And I know when I started doing this, I was horrified. I was horrified to see how many times in the night I was waking. I mean, I thought, yeah, I'd get up to go to the bathroom maybe once. Um, on a bad night twice. And occasionally I have a kid come get in bed with me, but the amount of night wakings not related to those things because I was not breathing well was astounding to me. So going down that rabbit hole of trying to figure that out, what is causing, what is causing that? Is it airway restriction? Is it allergies? Do you have, you know, a tongue tie that's making your tongue not sit in the right place. So you're literally kind of choking on your tongue in the night. These are all things that are really fascinating to see. And addressing those, I personally think, is better than just getting a CPAP. Although I do think CPAPs can be valuable and helpful, but I don't necessarily think that they are addressing the root cause of why you're not breathing well. So looking into that is is really important. Um, Another thing is mouth taping. A lot of us who have restricted airways for whatever reason or the other may start breathing through our mouths instead of our noses, and that is not going to be great sleep for you either. So consider mouth taping. It is so cheap and easy, and it forces you to breathe through your nose, better oxygenation, better sleep all around. So fascinating. Okay, a few other sleep hygiene recommendations. Cooler temperature in the bedroom. It is true that we sleep more soundly when it's cool. So maybe that's, you know, light bedding. Maybe that's having a fan on in your room. But cooler temperatures really do help us to sleep more deeply. Another idea is um, your bedding. Cotton or linen bedding is best, better than synthetic. There's even um, companies that make grounding sheets. So talking about, you know, putting your feet outside on the ground to kind of get your body to energetically ground is really important. But there are grounding sheets where that will um, allow your whole body to ground while you sleep. But uh, these natural materials actually do help us to sleep more soundly and better. And same goes for your bed frame. If you have a metal bed frame, it's actually conducting, you know, it's, it's conducting. It's a it's a conductor. So if you can look for a bed frame that is wood and, you know, not so metal, which is shocking that, you know, all these, all these bed frames that are cute and wood looking, the actual frame that holds the mattress is usually metal. So it's something that you kind of have to be on the lookout for or you don't really notice it. And then lastly... Uh, nobody likes this either, but no pets, 
no pets in your bed, no pets in your bedroom, even though you love them there and they're snuggly and sweet, it's the idea of them twitching, making noises, even if it's not consciously waking you up, it could be creating a sleep disturbance. So I'm not saying throw out your pets. I'm saying experiment and see, do you get better sleep when it's just you in your bed, not with all your little furry friends? So those are kind of some recommendations. Now let's talk sleep troubleshooting. So parasites, like we talked about, looking into parasite cleansing is going to be really important. Looking into the sleep apnea and those air and airway obstructions like we talked about. I will say regarding that, seek out a functional airway specialist, a biological dentist, maybe a functional myotherapist. These are the kind of people that can help you assess those things. Uh, your regular dentist is probably not going to have a lot of experience or expertise in that field. So looking for somebody who is into functional airways is going to be helpful. And then troubleshooting, you know, your blood sugar, like we talked about with a snack, caffeine or alcohol. And, um, you know, I mentioned parasites, but there's other hidden infections in the body. And if the body's just stressed with that type of thing, then that's going to cause cortisol issues. So cortisol is obviously the hormone that causes you to, you know, respond to stress and that can be waking you in the night as well. So sleep, I hope I've, I've sold you on the benefits of sleep and how valuable and vital it is. It is a foundational um, aspect of our health. And there's many different causes for why it may not be going so well for you, maybe why you're not sleeping amazing in the night. And I just encourage you to seek those out and try to get to the bottom of it. Because if we are not sleeping well, it is hard for the body to heal. It really is. So happy sleeping. Please reach out to me if you have any questions on this. I would love to support you. As always, you can head to my website, which is www.thewellnessgame.com. And I would love to help support you with your health. This podcast is for educational purposes only. The content expressed is not to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your own health practitioner.